Hello and welcome to the fourth installment of Thinking Out Loud. And this week, when I sat down and began to think about what this podcast was going to be about, I was looking through a lot of the messages I'd received, the text messages, emails, and there was a common theme, and it was, what made you want to start a podcast? So that is a very simple thing to sort of talk about, but in a roundabout way. I've always had this, what else can I do, thought. And it's not like change careers, but in my career, with some of my time, what else could I be doing? And in about a decade after I was a funeral director, there was an opportunity to become a member of the Board of Funeral Services. So that was one of these, well, that's something I could do while I'm still a funeral director. So there was uh, elections for board members. I was successful. And I became a board member. And I found that work extremely rewarding, very interesting. I began to meet uh, entirely different people because it was almost like having a second career in a sense that through my professional career in funeral service, I met all kinds of wonderful people. But now in a semi-career with the government, I was meeting fantastic people and doing very interesting things in terms of regulations and legislation. And so... I carried on with that. When the term finished, I thought, what else can I do? I became the president of the Ontario Funeral Service Association for a couple of years. I helped them with legislative changes and reviews because of my experience. And that's the other thing. When you get into one of these, what else can you do? Really, what you're doing is you're taking the things you've already learned, expanding on them, but you're actually gaining more experience in life. Uh, which is something I value. I love to learn, and I don't think we ever stop learning. And so, you know, since then, I've been thinking about what else can I do. So I started a small business in my hometown with a partner. I'm still a full-time funeral director in Ottawa, working for the Cole family. But this is my other little what else can I do business. And then... I've also been running a small consulting firm into my profession, and that's a what else can you do. Once in a while, funeral homes will phone me up and we'll work together on a solution to a problem they might have. And that's been rewarding and interesting. And I've written some articles for the professional publications, and that's like a what else can you do thing. And I believe there's still a place for professional publications because people do seem to enjoy reading them and catching up on. And it's not like the immediate news, like social media has somewhat eclipsed the regular print media news because we live in a fast-paced, instant society. But with professional publications, it's more of what's been going on and it's interesting to see and it's somewhat educational. So there isn't a an immediate timeline to that stuff. So those type of publications are still very relevant. But podcasts and this type of media has also become very popular with people. And I mean, I said earlier when I was starting the podcast, if you look around, there's basically podcasts on everything. So I wanted to have one myself. And it's very simply, it's just a what else can you do mentality. And I've noticed... I'm not the only person who has the what else can you do. I've got so many friends that have also ventured off. They have kept their main career, but they started other businesses. 
I have a friend who I've known since I was a kid growing up. He's an Ottawa firefighter, but he started a what else can you do or what else can I do business, and mainly to deal with ATVs and snowmobiles, and he eventually progressed into his own YouTube channel, and he literally has a business now, uh, Power Mods, and I, I've seen him off at trade shows and everything else, but he never gave up his main career. It's just his what else can you do business. And sometimes the what else can you do business transpires into a full-time job, but not always. Um, I Like I mentioned in the very first podcast, one of the inspirations for my own was I work with a girl and she's basically a full-time student who became a full-time employee with us in Ottawa at the firm. But she's always had a what else can you do business with Monet and she sells a beauty care and hair care line. And she's got a spinoff from that called Be Your Own Biggest Asset, which is just another one of these what else can you do with my time type businesses. And who knows, down the road, that could be so successful that she doesn't need the full-time business because that becomes her full-time business. And I don't know if you've watched shows like Shark Tank or The Dragon's Den, there's a lot of what else can you do people out there. And these businesses they've started, a lot of them have propelled into full-time, very successful things. So I think that's one of the reasons we all do it. Um, I know post-pandemic, we talked about the shortage in the workforce, but sometimes I wonder if that isn't people who decided when they were out of work or work was really slow, they needed a what else can you do business and it took off for them. I have seen some of that in my hometown here. There's a few girls who got together and they started a, what else can I do business? It was called the refillery. And it was a place where you would go in and refill your own containers with dish detergent, laundry soap, uh, all kinds of products like that. And not only was it great for the environment, but a lot of it made it simpler in life. You just take your own jug in and fill it up. I think it was cost effective. And they had a person join them who wanted to start a bookstore. And the spinoff from that is that the you're in a bind bookshop and the refillery are now combined into one business. And I think definitely that started as a, what else can I do? I know some of the people who owned the business, they still had their full-time jobs, but as their side business, they were running the refillery. And so you got to look around and see a lot of that. And sometimes it becomes your main job and that happened to another friend of mine she started a what else can you do business it's called the dome retreat and she started off she was offering all different types of massages and sound baths and over the last year and a half I've watched this business grow into a much larger business in the sense that people come and rent the facility and she hosts different events there whether it be workshops yoga um, there's all types of different uh, modalities for healing and wellness and that was something that she always had in her mind and then she decided I'm, I'm gonna do the what else can you do business because her full-time career was somewhat impacted by the pandemic I think it was something that was always there in the back of her mind but she propelled that into an active business and it's been constantly growing to the point where it's sort of become the main focus although she's still basically part-times in her former career 
she's almost full-time in her what else can you do business and you see that a lot and i really encourage people that if you have the thought of a business that you want to start it up it's it's not actually that hard and you can start it slowly and watch it build up and you don't have to give up your own full-time career the only thing you're going to give up is some of your own personal time but it can be very rewarding uh for me sitting on the different government boards was rewarding because of the people i met and the experiences that i had um starting up my funeral consulting business was another thing that i found extremely rewarding i've been in contact with different funeral homes across this country i met some fantastic interesting people and i really enjoyed working with them to solve or to arrive at a solution solve a problem and arrive at a solution so i think you know even the small business i started in my hometown is rewarding because i'm helping the people of my town and i know this podcast goes all across the country because i can look and see where people who are listening are from and as a matter of fact i have listeners in the uk i have listeners in the us and across canada and it's broken down by demographics and it's a 50-50 between men and women really i think it's something like 49% men 47% women and the other percentage is taken up by undisclosed or non-binary so if you look around in your own area you're going to find some people who did a startup business and i want to talk about why it's so important to give some of your business to those businesses and when i say important it's not just important for them cuz yeah they could use the revenue and the earnings but i know a lot of people say i'm not going to deal with something that's not a brand or not a recognized company or whatever but i want you to keep something in mind that the people who have the passion to start up their own what else can i do business they very much want to see it succeed and so they want to give 110% to their customers i know that if you went in to see my friends at the refillery they want to make sure that when you go home with your product that you're 110% satisfied that it did exactly as they said it would do and you're happy with it because this is the type of business where if you're not happy they want to make sure you're happy because not only is their business going hand in hand with this but so is their reputation and i know for myself all of my businesses that i'm involved in and in my career i'm very passionate about what i do and therefore i want to make sure the people that i serve get professional services they're happy and if they're not happy i want to know what i can do to rectify that my friend that owns the dome retreat her passion is 1000% in her business when you go and you spend time there whether you have a massage or a sound bath or you to participate in one of the events that's held there she wants to make sure you leave 1000% satisfied and that's because there's all types of ways to advertise your business we've got social media platforms you can put it on there's print media still out there that you can put it in but you will never be able to beat the word of mouth platform when somebody tells their friends about their experience and how satisfied they were and how great it was that leads other people to want to do it as well i know for my business once people come 
and they've used my business and they're extremely satisfied, they tell other people. And that is what gets businesses growing. Startup businesses grow faster by word of mouth than they ever will by taking out advertising. And the other problem is if we're a startup business, we don't have the dollars to spend on advertising, whether it be print media, radio. We certainly don't have the money for television. And we can do social media. And it's as time-consuming as it is, it is effective. And you need the followers. So if you're somewhere, whether you're near my hometown here in Eastern Ontario, and you know of a startup business and you can support that, that's great. If you're somewhere across Canada and you know of a, someone who did a what else can I do business as a startup, support it. I think it's important for all of us. And I'm not just saying that because I am a startup business. I'm saying that because it really helps your local economy when that person is successful. And it encourages others to say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And maybe even somewhere in the back of your mind, you have a what else can I do business. And if that's the case, great. You support them, they support you. I've noticed that there's a lot more people who are willing to buy local, deal with a startup business, support it, and they do feel that they were well looked after, well satisfied, whether it be the service they received or the particular merchandise that they bought. And if you are somebody that has a, an idea for a what else can I do business that might grow into a full-time business but you don't know where to start, I suggest you can reach out to myself. I think I joked one time in one of my first two podcasts that uh, advice is like anything else. You get what you pay for, and my advice is free. You're welcome to shoot me an email at rsbmiller at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you with whatever advice or answer your question. But you're also probably able to walk up to one of these startup businesses or one of these what else can I do businesses and talk to the owner of that while you're in there buying something or don't buy something. Just go in and have a chat with them. People love to tell you about why they started their business because they are that passionate about it. And they'll tell you, you know, how they've been doing. I remember there's an old saying about Thomas Edison who people say or somebody once said he failed like 2,000 times when making the light bulb. And he said, no, I didn't fail. I found 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb. And I know when I was starting my own small business in my hometown, I had already talked with people who started up their business. And I got some great advice because I found a lot of ways not to do something, like little pitfall errors that I didn't want to make that they had already made and had to recover from. And they were they were all really good about saying, well, you know what, Scott, don't do this or do that. Or I tried this and it didn't work out. And I do remember one great piece of advice that I got was get your story told. And if you can do like a press release and get it out there from the minute you start. And it was kind of neat because I was successful at that. And I think that did help propel us along the way. And I know that 
the number one thing to do is to go talk to other people, find out from them. And that's where you get that remarkable advice. And the greatest advice is the what not to do advice. Sometimes we're always looking for the what to do, but it's just as important to find out what not to do. That's going to conclude this week's episode. I want to thank you very much for listening all the way to the end here. If you do find yourself anywhere in the Eastern Ontario, Ottawa Valley area, please do me a favor and check out the Valley Refillery and In a Bind if you happen to be in downtown Renfrew. If you're looking for something a little more relaxation, do me a favor and check out the domeretreat.ca. Maybe you'll find something at one of those two places that you like. There's also gift certificates for people there as well. So thanks very much and have a great week.